0: You have your Bible would you turn to a couple of places this morning would you turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 61 we were there last week in Isaiah would you also turn to Matthew chapter 1 and then would you turn to Luke chapter 4 Isaiah 61 Matthew 1 and Luke chapter 4 in the book of Isaiah it's a very interesting passage of scripture of what God is doing For last week, we looked at the miracle of Christmas and what's happening there with the miracle of Christmas and how Isaiah prophesied about this guy named Jesus who would come and his name would be called Emmanuel, which meant God with us. We looked at the miracle of how the virgin conceived and gave birth to a son. We looked at the miracle about how God... left the heavenly realm and came and dwelt in the earthly realm today i want to look just not only at the miracle of christmas but i want to look at i mean last week was the mystery of christmas i'm sorry i just gave you away another sermon the miracle is coming amen but the mystery of christmas was last week how mysterious how it was mysterious how a virgin could miraculously have a baby and as we look at this, it's interesting because of what God is saying. And today I want us to look at what is the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is found in the root word of the word Christmas. It's found in the word Christ. Christ is what Christmas is all about. If you take Christ out of Christmas, you have a MAS, which is not a whole lot of nothing. Amen. And so when we think about this and the dynamic and the message of Christmas, what is it? Many of you have wondered this. What's next? You're appalled at the fact of the great length that people go to to expel the very essence of Christ. Isn't it amazing the length that people who do not even believe God existed would exert all of their time, all of their energy and all of their talent and all of their resources to convince people that something didn't exist didn't exist doesn't make a lot of sense to me if I didn't believe something exists I wouldn't spend all my time energy talent and resources trying to prove it didn't exist or convince other people to believe the way that I did the issue is this the message of Christmas is Christ but what is the message of Christ well Isaiah not only prophesied we looked at last week th- uh, um, years before he was born That Christ would be born. He prophesied in Isaiah 53. We spoke about it briefly last week. Not only the the perfect picture of the birth of Christ. But the perfect picture of the crucifixion of Christ. But look in Isaiah chapter 61. At what it is saying. For the spirit of the Lord God is on me. Because the Lord has anointed. He has anointed me. To bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and and also the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil of festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. Now, in these few verses there is a a whirlwind of biblical interpretation that's happening. For Isaiah prophesied that a baby would be born, and his name would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He also prophesied in this passage of scripture. The reason that Christ was coming. That the spirit of the Lord may rest upon him. We know that from the time he was born. The spirit of the Lord rested upon him. Because shepherds left their whole livelihood. To go and find this baby boy named Jesus. We know that it perplexed Herod. The king that he was trying to find him. We also know that it intrigued wise men who were still trying to find Jesus someone said this week we're still trying to find three wise men now I'll leave that alone move on but the interesting dynamic of this is what was the root of all of this controversy what was the root of all of this celebration what was the root of all of the hype and the hysteria what was the root of the stars in the sky positioning themselves in the place right above the baby boy, Jesus. The root was Jesus. The cause, the cause was Jesus. The effect was running rampant all around the baby boy, Jesus. What is the ultimate message of Christmas? Well, the ultimate message of Christmas is this is what's so interesting and dynamic, is that the message of Christmas is about being set apart. You see, the reason that we're trying to, the world that we live in today is trying to expel the manger from public settings and courtrooms and town squares. The reason they're trying to expel them out of people's lawns in their neighborhoods who live in certain Uh, neighborhoods that have zoning ordinances is because Jesus draws a line in the sand. You see, Jesus says, I will be the way, the truth, and the life. And the interesting dynamic about this is that every time they look upon a manger, it highlights the issue of separation. It highlights the issue that Jesus is different from all others. Last week we spoke briefly about the difference between God and Allah and the difference is that God sent his son Jesus to be born and die. Allah demands that you die or others die for him. Jesus says, I'll die for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his son Wrapped up in flesh on that Christmas morning. That he might come and be anointed. When you look at this, it says he was anointed to bring the good news. Anointed meant to be separated. To be set apart. The issue of Christmas and the reason we're trying to get rid of Christmas and go to a holiday schedule or other things. Or whatever they're renaming their festivals or renaming their school breaks or any of these things. Because even though in my lifetime when i was a child they diminished christmas to xmas everybody knew had already knew that x had been solved far the x had already been determined that even though you take christ out of christmas the known variable was christ and they also knew, you may remember people who may not have been able to read or write when they had to sign a document, they would say what? Put an X for your signature. So therefore, in putting the X on the signature of Xmas, even though it said Xmas, people didn't walk around saying, "Mary Xmas, Mary Xmas, Mary Xmas. X was just the meaning of taking Jesus out of the equation. But the fact was that Jesus was still the essence and the being and the the centrality of the X. Therefore, even though Christ wasn't mated with the MAS, it was still known as Christmas. So therefore, we try to set apart the world is trying to set themselves apart from Christ. Because Christ says you have to come you have to come you have to come on a bending knee you have to come humbling yourself matter of fact the bible says if anyone wants to come after me of jesus he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me see that's not exciting news that's not exciting news that's That doesn't stir up warm, fuzzy feelings. I have to renounce myself. In one place it says you must submit yourself. That word submit means to yield oneself to the authority of another. As you and I know, there's not a whole lot of joy in separating ourselves to someone else and yielding to that authority. Are you with me this morning, church? You see, when we look at this, it's interesting Because read with me for one moment in in, in Matthew 4, I mean Matthew 1, and while you're turning there to Matthew 1, there's an interesting dynamic taking place in Isaiah in 61 because Isaiah is prophesying about why we have Christmas and why Jesus came. But then all of a sudden, not only is he prophesying about the issue of his birth, but you see that little word and, he all of a sudden jumps Not to just his first coming, but his second coming. All in the same verse. Look at it right here. It says to declare the vengeance of the Lord. Speaking of the second return of Christ. Now, when we think about this, it's interesting. Now, let me read for you in the book of Luke chapter one, Matthew chapter one and verse 18. The birth of Jesus came about this way after his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph it was discovered before that they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit now we looked last week that was a little bit of a controversy that was stirred up and some things began to happen and some interesting dynamics were taking place now if you go a little bit further it says so her husband Joseph being a righteous man not wanting to disgrace her decided to put her together put her away for a secret divorce now this has always perplexed me because I don't know what kind of secret divorce you're going to have. But nevertheless, he was trying to put her away quietly and secretly so that it wouldn't disgrace her. But after she had, he had considered these things, the angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, because she was, has been conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Because he will save the people from their sins. Would you underline that in your Bible? You have just solved the mystery. The reason that people are trying to expel Christmas and go to every other kind of winter festival is because to acknowledge Christmas means that you had to acknowledge Christmas. That Jesus came to save you from your sins, now that's not the problem that Jesus came it's that we're sinners. You see people don't like to admit that they're broken. they don't like to admit that they're sinners in need of a holy God. they don't like to admit that they're separated they don't like to admit that they are unable to be victorious in the way that they need to be victorious all by themselves. You see the mission of jesus the mission of Jesus was to come and to. To come and to save people from their sins. Now, when we we'll read a little bit further, it says, Now all these things took place just as it was spoken by, by the prophet Isaiah. Oh my. Every jot and every tittle that Isaiah spoke about was being fulfilled. And let me let me read you one more thing. Go to Luke chapter four. I ask you to mark that place. Now Jesus is a an adult here now, he had just finished 40 days of fasting. Now rest easy, in January we only engage in 21, amen? So when you're thinking about murmuring and complaining about the 21 days of fasting, just remember Jesus did 40, amen? And so he had just finished fasting and praying and having some intimacy with God and was ready to start his ministry, a high point. Verse 16 says, Then Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, As usual, and he entered in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up and read. And they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Interesting, isn't it? And you know what he did? He turned and unrolled the scroll and he found the place where it was written. And here's what he read. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord. And then he rolled up the scroll and handed it back to him. So here's the interesting thing about the message of Christmas being the message of separation. You see, the message of separation was Isaiah saw it from afar. He saw it from a long distance. He prophesied about it. Joseph experienced him up close. And he understood that everything that Isaiah said came true. So Isaiah saw it afar. It's kind of like looking off and seeing the very top of a mountain. But Joseph cradled the solution in his arms. And he saw him up close. And Jesus confirmed it all by himself. Jesus confirmed in his beginning of his earthly ministry, he said this. Here's what he said. I have been anointed. I have been set apart on a mission to proclaim the good news. You see, Christmas is really all about being set apart. And that, my friends, is the very reason that the world hates Christmas today. Because it highlights the fact that we needed a savior Therefore, let's just erase the fact of Christmas, and it will erase the fact that we needed a Savior. Can I tell you today? You may erase the fact in your mind that you needed a Savior, but it doesn't erase the fact in your soul that you needed a Savior. And the world that we live in is filled with controversy. It's filled with brokenness. It's filled with heartache. It's filled with pain. And Jesus said, I have been set apart from the spiritual realm of heaven. I am putting on the robe of flesh and coming and dwelling among you that I may bridge the gap across the great divide. That an unjust God, an unjust man could have access back to a holy God being justified through Christ Jesus. You see, not only is the message of Christmas about separation and being set apart, But the message of Christmas is about healing broken hearts. Many people understand this. That Christmas isn't always a joyous time. Christmas is an empty time for a lot of people. For people going through divorce. It's a very difficult time. It may mean that you're separated from your children. It may mean dividing your children among the holidays. It may mean that you're living alone as a single parent. And you may remember the days before the divorce when you did all of those great things and you had a family unit and there was that whole being about your family, but now it's just a bunch of splinters and your heart is broken. Maybe Christmas is difficult because your heart is broken because you have lost a loved one. Maybe it was a parent, and some of you are struggling through that first Christmas without them. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a child. But you know, as we sang the song, It Is Well, the reason that Horatio Spaffer could say It Is Well is because he understood that Jesus Christ had been set apart to heal the broken hearts. The only way that you can face tomorrow is to know that your broken heart has been handed and mended in the arms of Jesus. And he is pulling you close. You see, Christmas can get you through that day. See, many people today resent Christmas because it's so bitter. Many people resent Christmas because it's so lonely. Many people resent Christmas because of the emptiness. And while there's joy running rampant to the world on all over places in many homes, it marks a very bitter day. But you see, the very thing that people resent is Christmas is the very solution to their emptiness, the very solution to their brokenness, the very solution to their heart that is torn in pieces. For you see, Christmas, of course, that being Christ, He being the very root word of Christmas. Meaning Christmas can get you through the most difficult day. Christmas can get you through Christmas because at the center of Christmas is the Christ Jesus, the baby boy who became the king on the cross. You see, not only can Christmas get you through the day and heal your broken heart, but Christmas can help you face tomorrow. The reason that Horatio Spafford wrote that words to it is well is because the love of God, it came down and he experienced it personally and intimately. You see, the first verse says, when, when, when my world's upside down, it is well. The second verse says, because my sin was not in part, but was a whole on the cross, which makes it well. And the other reason, in the other verse we sang that it is well, is because he is coming back. And that, my friends, will make it well. You see, Christmas, the very center of Christmas, can get you through the broken heart. It can get you through the difficult day. And Christmas can help you face tomorrow. But not only can Christmas get you through a difficult day, not only can it help you face tomorrow, but it can help you embrace eternity forever with victory through Jesus Christ. You may have heard the saying of the couple who was on a plane that was about to crash and there was this lady who had a piece of contentment and sigh across her face and the person sitting next to her that was panicking in disarray and looked at her and resented her and the peace that she had. I said, how can you sit here so calmly? She said, well, you see, this morning when I left, I lived with my daughter. And I left my daughter and got on this airplane and took off to see another daughter. But several years ago, I lost a third daughter. And so today, whether I left the daughter in one state and see the daughter in another state, or we go down this plane, either way today, I will see a daughter. Because I know who holds my tomorrow. I have appointed you to heal the broken hearted. Is your heart broken this Christmas season? Then you know this. The very mission of Jesus' separation was to heal broken hearts. To heal separation. The message of Christmas is also about freedom. You see, here's what he says. Jesus himself said this. He has appointed me to preach the good news and proclaim freedom. Proclaim freedom. The reason that we are engaging in a ministry called Celebrate Recovery is because you cannot be a New Testament church and not leading people in a pathway of becoming whole. There must be a pathway for people to escape addictions, strongholds, brokenness, despair, codependency, uh, depression, loneliness. And anything else that you can put on a stick and pull up a sign. I am telling you that the world is overwhelmed today. But Jesus is the one who came to put everything in balance and order and make all things new. See Christmas points out that we really do need a savior. And as I shared earlier in my sermon that's the very reason that people want to get rid of it. That's the reason that there is a war on Christmas. There's not a war on Christmas, guys. There's a war on Jesus. There's a war on Jesus. And 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 there's a war raging in our country like never before. Freedom is under attack. Freedom is under siege. And what that points out today is that freedom has been celebrated for years in our country, and our nation, but freedom cannot come from any nation. It can only come from Jesus Christ. And as the world, as our country is in a debate about religion, Christianity, Islam, refugees, Muslim refugees, Christian refugees, isn't it amazing that the same government that says you can't separate because a religion. Separates because of religion. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? That in the midst of freedom. We sure are walking around in a lot of oppression. Isn't it amazing? That the government that says I've come to give you life. And victory and whole. And, and, and you have complete happiness. Is the very one that puts us in tyranny. Isn't it amazing? that the only freedom you can ever really count on was wrapped up in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger and then later nailed to a cross. Understand this, nobody took his life. He laid it down freely. See, Christmas points out that we need a savior. Christmas highlights that we're sinners. That's the reason people don't like Christmas. And Christmas begins the appeals process. See, Christmas wasn't the end. It was just the beginning. You see, Christmas would have been in vain had there not been an Easter. Christmas would have been in vain had Jesus been a sinner. Christmas would have been in vain had there not been a virgin birth. Christmas would have been in vain. It would have been a wasted effort by the Son of God had He given in to temptation. Christmas. Would have been in vain had Jesus not laid down his life. Christmas would have been in vain had he not got up on Sunday morning. But, so Christmas begins the appeals process. Christmas is the place. And you know, if someone's ever been convicted and goes through the appeals process, it has to start somewhere. Christmas is the beginning place of the appeals process for broken humanity. It's where God steps on the scene in flesh and says, I am coming to be your advocate to plead your case before. Jesus comes to plead our case before a holy God that we might have life and have it more abundantly. See, Christmas is just the beginning. If there was no Christmas, there could have been no Easter. And if there would have never been and Easter, then Christmas really wouldn't have mattered. See, it all hinges together. The message of Christmas is this, that God wants us to be separated, peculiar people, holy and acceptable unto God. That is our reasonable service. Now, the peculiarity is not necessarily coming through the outward adorning and the arranging of your hair and the wearing of fine apparel or the not wearing of fine apparel. Are all of the things that religion stacks up upon you. That's not what the separation he's talking about. The separation that he's talking about is that there would be an inward separation, separating your soul back to a holy God, that what's going on in the inside would affect what's going on on the outside, because you have experienced a brokenhearted becoming whole through Christ Jesus, and that you have experienced the peace in Jesus Christ. You see, the message of the cross is about freedom. And the message of the cross is about removing our ashes. Let me summarize it this way for you. According to Isaiah 53, who really has not got anything wrong up to this point. He's 100% in all of his prophecies being fulfilled. Basically, it could be summarized this way. According to Isaiah 53, he took your switches. And your ashes and gave you a crown of beauty. Now what are you gonna do for him?
1: When I was a boy, they would say, When I was
0: a boy, I think somebody put it this way, we didn't need an elf on a shelf to help us be good for Christmas. We had a belt on a shelf, Amen. But when I was a kid, they would say, well, if you're bad, you're going to get switches and ashes in your stocking for Christmas. What Jesus did, he said, I know your stocking's full of switches and ashes, regardless of what your parents think. You're broken. Your stocking's so full of switches and ashes, I couldn't get anything good in there if I wanted to. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and lay down my life on a cross and receive your switches. And I'm going to take your ashes, and I'm going to give you some beauty. Now that, my friends, is a very merry Christmas. It's a very merry Christmas. To know that your ashes could be transformed into a crown. There's nothing to ashes. Have you ever tried to carry ashes out, whether it's in your barbecue pit or your fireplace? Let a little wind start blowing. You better be uphill from it, amen. They just go everywhere. And Jesus says, I'll take that heap of a mess. And I know you deserve switches and ashes, but I'll give you a beauty. For, I'll give you beauty for your And that is the message of Christmas. That your stocking should be full of switches and ashes. We say, I'll take it. And through the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ, I'll give you life and give it to you more abundant.